have been living my life as a Christian for the last 16 plus years by this point. And, you know, I have to say I'm very comfortable and relaxed about my faith, like my lifestyle and going to church and praying and praying in Jesus name and like having a legit prayer life and and believing in uh, prayer in in general, not like just like, you know, thoughts and prayers like on social media and whatnot, but like legitimately like putting hands on somebody and praying for someone to get healed from being sick or um, praying for my children when they go to sleep and, you know, even something as simple as just praying over my food before I eat, like that's all very common and regular for who I am as a person and also for my family and my my close church family, my church friends. Uh, but there has to be a, you know, an awareness or a self-awareness or a realization that uh, not everybody does that, you know. So for myself, I, again, like my first 16 years of life, that wasn't my life. That wasn't who I was. And I've even talked about it before that I really did not like church people. You know, I didn't like people in general. I didn't like people who went to church. And I just didn't, I didn't care for that lifestyle. I, I really genuinely did not. And um, a, a lot, there's a lot of reasons for that. So I, I guess I don't have time to talk about every little detail. But I, I can say that it goes all the way back to when my mom used to go to church and my dad didn't and that was something very sim like simple and minute and granular that really stood out to me um as i got older maybe not as a little kid i i will say i didn't pay that much attention but it was something uh, it was a detail that kept its place in my head to remind me later on in life that my dad didn't go to church when my mom wanted to and this didn't make just a big uh a big impact on me but also my sister and i'm definitely speaking for her on this but i i know that when she got serious with one of her boyfriends um in her adult life and like marriage and future actually came up her big stand, even though she wasn't really living a clean, pure life at the time, but her big stand with this boyfriend was, you know what, uh, if we're going to be serious, I need someone religious. And what she was saying is I need someone who's willing to go to church with me when that decision comes up in our life at some point down the road. And the reason she said that is because she also remembered how my dad chose not to go to church when my mom wanted to and in her mind she somehow pieced together they got divorced because of it and that's not the reason why they got divorced but again that's what she had stapled in her head that that added to it that may have been one of the reasons for their split and um and i i'm definitely speaking in her place at this time you know this is partial opinion and also partially you know information i've received from her at different times of our lives that that was something that stood out to her so for myself as a kid when i went to church again i was a kid which meant that i didn't care about church you know like i memorized um the the order of events because i went to a catholic church which meant that everything was very 
you know, procedure and protocol. It happened in this order, in this way. And I knew when after they sang this song and then after the, the priest spoke for a little bit, after a couple people read from the book and then we did communion, I knew communion was like, all right, we're almost, you know, home stretch. We're almost out of this place. And, um, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't care for it. It was a very boring, not exciting thing to do. And then, uh, I was used to the very traditional Catholic church where they just kind of read some scriptures and did the communion. And we sang like a song in the beginning and then a song to close. We had a little offering plate, like, uh, it was very traditional and, um, boring and, you know, yeah. (laughs) And I, I went to St. Jude. And then uh, that was like over on the west side of San Antonio. And then I eventually, or maybe, yeah, it was the west. Uh, I'm trying to remember the location. And then, or the south side rather. I think it was more of the south side. And then I uh, went to St. Rose of Lima. And I remember St. Rose very well because um, that church had opened up. And it was brand new when I was a kid. And it was in the same, uh, it was like off of the main road from where our house was at over on like Ellison and and Marbach Road and um, St. Rose of Lima. And and I remember when it opened up, it was this tiny church we went and it was nice and they already had like a full staff of people. And yeah, we went to the church and I hated it just like I hated St. Jude and, you know, I didn't care. But I I went to CCD there, catechism, and I did the whole thing. I got my first communion and then I, I did the ritual thing, whatever it is. I don't even know what it's all called anymore, but... I had to, you know, talk to the priest and do confession for the first time, and, and he told me how many Hail Marys and, and uh, our fathers to do, and it was just a very traditional religious church, and um, I did it, you know, as a kid because I, I was told to do, and I didn't, I didn't know any better, you know, it didn't matter if I liked it or not. I was just kind of like doing it, and yeah, my, I, I, my dad did go on occasion. But for the most part, he didn't seem like he was really into it, you know. Um, and that's pretty common in religion, in the religious world, where the the mom or the, or a woman, women in general, seem to be more prone to like to faith-based lifestyle, wanting to go to church and wanting to do right. Especially when they have children and they have a family, it's like we need to do right. This is, you know, we got to be, got to keep up with the Joneses, you know, that mentality of like everyone else's everyone who's like living right is this is what they do you know and uh, guys usually don't care they just want to watch football games and you know it's sunday it's it's game day like why go to church so anyway um that was my religious upbringing and i you know it it, i guess it made an impact on me but not really because of course after the split after the divorce i was with my dad which meant wasn't gonna go to church you know Uh, i don't really remember going with my dad um at all maybe and that that might be wrong maybe he he can tell me like oh yeah we went a couple times here and there but it didn't didn't stand out to me i just don't remember ever going i do remember being incredibly sinful and knowing what sin was and, and knowing that uh we're definitely going in the opposite direction right now when it came to drinking and partying and all that all that craziness and uh I didn't think about religion at all. I just thought I was having a good time, man. I'm living my life. I'm I'm living it up, even though like I was pretty miserable. But that's what a lot of miserable people have. Like when we're all when life's not going our way, all we got is the partying and the drinks and the the weed and the girls or the guys and the you know the 
false relationships and you just kind of have each other that are also feeling (laughs) it's like misery and company we're just all miserable and we're hanging out like ah you know this is life (laughs) and and uh that was definitely during that period but what ended up happening of course and i've said it many times but as at 16 i i I got told so this is this is how it really happened like the, the, the the gritty details is um i remember at least two times getting witnessed to which means someone spoke to me about jesus one time i was at garner state park with some friends and someone asked to pray over me and i had no clue what they were saying but they were like yeah let's you know uh they saw me said i look tired asked if they they could pray for me and i felt pretty on the spot so i was like "Uh, sure and so they did gave me some water and they asked how i felt and i said i feel good thanks and it was really awkward and they uh gave me a pamphlet and invited me to church and you know told me that the lord's gonna be with me and stuff and i was like whatever you know i didn't didn't really know how to take all of that and then um the other time which was more impactful was actually my sister she she started going to church and in my opinion she was like way worse than i was um in in our when in comparison to our sinful lives she was uh she was hardcore you know so when she started to talk about god and jesus and all this nonsense i was like hey that's cool like good for you buddy and uh she invited me out quite a bit and i just said no and then we had the talk and the talk was her with the bible out uh you got you got to hear this this is pretty wild she had the bible out and she was reading scripture to me she's like backing up what her what she's saying to say it's not just opinion this is what god says this is what the bible says the word of god says that anybody who's living in sin is not going to make heaven their home and she broke that down for me very clearly to let me know that that means i'm in sin therefore if i die i'm going to hell and you know i heard that and i was pretty turned off by it but even though what she was saying bothered me and made me feel like honestly kind of gross like i felt kind of like violated even like how dare you almost her passion and how I mean, there's no other way to to say it, how sad she was for me. Like she was in tears and she was like reaching out to me with everything in her trying to say, Robert, I don't want you to go to hell. I love you. And she's like, she's a new convert. What that means is she's newly saved, just brand new to the church, brand new to trying to live for Jesus. And here she is reading Bible gaining bible knowledge and she thinks of me like i don't want you to go to this place and that was pretty real for me again i didn't like what she was saying i didn't you know if anything i i left with a really bad taste in my mouth and i i felt like you know what i'm happy that you're trying to live clean and all that nonsense but don't try to bring me into this okay like i was i was offended i was and don't don't try to turn this around and like Robert you need this too like I don't want to hear that. It was <laughs> it's kind of like when someone does CrossFit or something and they're like, "Yeah, I'm all into it. CrossFit. Yeah, bro, let's do it." And they're very pushy and aggressive and it's like, "Guys, leave me alone. 
I don't want to be a part of your diet or your CrossFit crew. Like, just keep me out of it. And that's how I felt with the church. It was just some other, like, hobby or community. Like, this is just some other thing. You, In my mind, you can compare a group of people that went to church like a group of people that were gothic or a group of people that uh, were atheists or a group of people that were skateboarders i don't know it was just like it's just a group of people that are in agreement hanging out with each other doing what they want to do that's all like that's that was my perspective religion wasn't real to me you know and um i can tell she was trying to preach a lot more than just the, the bare bones religion but i just wasn't hearing it i you know, and there it did it did do something to me when she had that conversation with me. It stood out to me her passion, her passion and her emotion behind it. Really, really, honestly, it irked me to the point where I, I wanted to shake it off. Like, man, I that bothers me that she thinks I'm going to hell. And the other part of it was it's not even that she thinks I'm going to hell that bothers me. It's that she's so tormented by it, that she's so saddened and bothered. That's what bothered me, that it was eating at her that I wasn't going to make heaven my home. And that other part about her believing I was going to go to hell, well, if I had to be honest with you, I already knew that and I've accepted it at this point. I didn't care because I was young and I felt like I was going to be young for the rest of my life. In other words, who cares, man? What's that? You know, YOLO, you, you only live once and I that that which for the record is so horribly misinterpreted you only live once yeah so don't be an idiot and try to live as long as you can instead of doing stupid stuff anyway back on the track um my my mentality really was kind of like i'm gonna i'm a young person i'm gonna be fine what are you freaking out about and well then i almost died (laughs) i got I got alcohol poisoning, you know, and uh, I was at that party and it, you know, went bad, went bad. And uh, that, that could have been it for me. And it, it really, really could have, that could have been it. That could have been the last time that I ever partied that I was that, you know, like I could have died. There's no other way to put it. And when you really think about facing death head on, it wakes you up. And so what did I do? I was 15 years old. I got out of the hospital. I had my weekly, my week-long hangover. And I called up my grandparents. Because my grandparents are the most religious people I knew. And I told my dad, you know, get a hold of grandma. Like, I'm, I'm going to go to church. And all I knew was the religious church you know catholic church so that's what i did and i went to the catholic church and i went with expectation you have to hear me out on this i went with an open heart like god i do believe in you and i do want to change i do want to i don't want to live like this anymore and i feel like i'm on the track to live like this for the rest of my life and i'm gonna self-destruct because i'm ruining my life please do something so i went to catholic church with that mindset and i didn't feel anything you know it was like i was eight years old or nine years old again and i was just there in church paying attention to the routine the traditional the difference is this priest tried to kind of do a little sermonette thing where he kind of 
you know, spoke about current events and talked about the Bible a little bit. And you can tell he's trying to throw a little flair in there, which was different than what I was used to growing up. And it did intrigue me. I was genuinely trying to hear from God. I was genuinely trying to have my heart open and and I, I was expecting like a dramatic change. I don't know if I was expecting like, you know, the 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 ceiling to like open up and like a light come down and like, you know, I float up with wings and God changes. I don't know what what exactly I wanted, but I wanted it to be more dramatic than what I got. And I was trying to feel something. And um, even though I did kind of forcefully like try to get uh, obtain some kind of uh, feeling and I tried to like leave feeling good, I did feel a little better about myself, but it wasn't a drastic change emotionally, mentally, and absolutely not spiritually. And I, I didn't know why. But I, it definitely put me in a position to feel kind of like, maybe God isn't real. I don't know. Or I don't know. I, I just didn't know what to think. And um, it, it was weird. It was, it was weird for me. And I kind of felt foolish after it was all said and done. Because it made me feel like maybe this isn't what I need. So uh, I was back at a party. Who knows? Maybe not even a month later drinks came out shots came out i took like a jello shot and then i said okay that's it i'm not gonna drink you know and one guy's messing with me and uh you know my girlfriend's there and she's like trying to be proud of me for not drinking but the other guys are like picking on me and i'm like nah man I, I, there's no other way to put it man i shouldn't be drinking let's just be real but i did smoke and so i you know i, I did partake and indulge in in the marijuanas and I was still on that track, that track that I was scared of, that I felt was like self-destructive. And I was just trying to, you know, I'm just pondering my life and thinking, you know what, I'm 15. I'm now, I think I was uh, just about to turn 16 or um, already turned 16 by this point. And I'm, I'm feeling beat up. I'm just kind of feeling like whatever, you know, this is it. And religion at this point was just, it's just some other thing you know the way i said it earlier it's just something that a group of people did and agreed with and okay i guess that's your thing whatever so i kind of felt like i just needed to stop chasing it and with my sister still inviting me out and me telling her no leave me alone um finally the the, the what turned it around for me was when my grandma asked me if i was gonna go and my grandma was very scared for me because I was on this self-destructive path. So uh, I, I told her yes. And I had this weird, pure-hearted thing about me that I can't lie to my grandma. So I felt like I needed to go. But lucky me, there was a, a concert at the church, which was not the church. Like It wasn't a church service. It was just a concert that the church held on a Saturday night that I agreed to go to and that was my loophole that was like all right this is me quote unquote going to church but not going to church you feel me so I was like cool I'm gonna go to this this concert thing and call it my church even though it's not a church service and that was my way out for for me to quote unquote not lie to my grandma very sneaky sneaky but 
I went and the lyrics, of course, were changed. And I'm hearing like Slipknot and like, uh, no, not Slipknot. What am I saying? I'm hearing, uh, uh, oh my God, System of a Down. Like these songs that I was familiar with, but they were, the lyrics were changed. And the guys were, the guys singing and stuff were, were talking about God and Jesus. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. But I was really captivated by the concert itself, like people playing music. I've only been to one concert and I was sober for it. So I had a really horrible time because everyone else was drunk and high and I wasn't. And I was there paying, you know, I did hear actually uh, corn and like Linkin Park and uh, Snoop Dogg. It's a crazy lineup. But um, yeah, and I, I was I was like, this is uh, it's okay. You know, it's all right. You know, it's kind of cool to see the celebrities, but the, the concert was all right. But this concert for the church, um, man, being seeing these guys like pour themselves out on stage, whether they sounded good or not, it, it grabbed a hold of me. Like, this is kind of cool. And, um, and then they had people testifying which meant that they were talking about how they changed your life how they met jesus at some point and some of them had some messed up lives man they're talking about being part of drugs and like all kinds of crazy gang related stuff and what they used to be a part of and then boom met jesus and now they're clean and they've never gone back and that intrigued me too i was like that's interesting and then at the end this is the real kicker a preacher got on stage and he started to preach and it ticked me off because I was like, no, no, no. The whole reason I'm here is to avoid being in a church service. This guy's preaching. I might as well be at church. And it bothered me. Oh, it bothered me. And I wish I can tell you I had that open heart that I had when I went to the Catholic church. Like, God, I need you. No, this time I was very shut. And an internal battle for my soul started to take place and I felt it. And in my heart and in my mind, it's just racing. It's racing on how I'm upset and I don't want to hear this guy. And he's saying some crazy stuff. He's asking like, if you were to die tonight, where would you go? And I was hit with that night of alcohol poisoning. If I had died that night, I was going to go to hell and I knew it. Is that a fear tactic? Is that just religion getting to me? Is that just people's mindsets and ideologies grabbing the best of me? Or is it truth? And is it something that I knew in my heart of hearts and my soul was crying out to me saying, hell's real, buddy. And if you die, this is it. And, you know, I felt at that moment listening to that preacher, this could be it, man. What, what if he's right? And I, I didn't know what to think. And um, I wanted to change. That part of me started to open up again. That part of me that went to that Catholic church that day that said, God, I want to change. It was, starting, it was crying out like this is it. And the preacher's continuing and he had everybody uh, bow their heads and close their eyes. And he's talking about believing in Jesus and accepting him as your savior. Stuff that I never really understood. I, I didn't fully grasp that because in religion like when we bowed our heads um it was like just take a moment to pray and then you know they had like the 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 music came on and that's what i was used to in the catholic church this time and even though it wasn't a church service it was it was what's called an altar call i felt it i felt like i 
I need to, I need to do something. And they asked, he asked, the preacher asked, if you want to raise, if you want to get saved is what it's called. You want to get saved, give your life to Jesus, raise your hand. And I so badly wanted to, but that other side of me that hated to be there, hated, I'm using that word properly. I was angry. I was hateful and I did not want to be there. But the other part of me was saying, Robert, you need this. Raise your hand. And the, then the other side of me, it's like that, you know, the angel on your left and the devil on your right. You know, like the so the, when you have them on your shoulders, like contemplating and arguing with you, like that was what was going on real time. And I, I was able to survive the altar call, meaning I didn't raise my hand. And I felt like, OK, I got through it. And then someone came up to me and he was one of the rappers. One of the guys I saw rapping on stage that night and he came up to me and he was like, hey, you know, it looks like is this your first time? It is. And what do you think? Oh, yeah, the concert was cool. And then he just went straight for the jugular. Did you want to pray? Do you want to get saved? And inside, I'm telling you, man, at this instant inside, I said I was screaming. No, get out of my face. I don't want I don't want to pray. I don't want anything to do with this. That was internally. Outwardly, I looked at them with a smile and said yes. And I, I couldn't believe it was happening. And uh, he, he said, okay, come with me. And I followed him up to the stage. We, you know, they didn't put a mic or anything in my hand, but they, he had me take a knee and he led me into a prayer. He just told me, repeat after me. And I said what's called a sinner's prayer. I repented. I didn't even know what that word meant. But I learned that that means I'm turning from my sin. And I said the prayer to change. This time, when I was yearning for God, going to that church and reaching and asking God to reach out to me, and I felt like I didn't sense him or feel anything. And I had that expectation and I was wanting it when I went to the Catholic church, when I didn't receive it. This time, I said this prayer totally not wanting to almost feeling pressure to and almost feeling like forced but i said the prayer and i i don't know something happened something broke something completely changed and when we were done we were saying in jesus name at the end of that prayer i i felt like whatever was yelling and saying no and get away from me and I hate it I don't want to be here all of that was gone it disappeared and at that moment I felt like God this is you isn't it when I was questioning if he was even real that was out of the window no no that no longer existed all of a sudden I knew no God's real he's with me right now that prayer all of a sudden brought God close to me and it's not that he wasn't there it's that this time I can see him. And I I thought I was stepping into religion. I didn't know any better. And uh, when my sister came up to me, she was there. We, we hugged and I'm like holding back tears. And I'm remember I've said it before in another episode, but I talked about how I I told myself I'm never going to cry again. Well, at this moment, I didn't care. Tears were starting to come out and I let him go. And I was so excited for change. The very next day, I went to church, a Christian church, which I had never gone to before. And I was so excited to be there. I so badly wanted it. 
that yearning spirit that I had earlier came back and was like, I want this and I'm expecting to see God. And I felt like, man, this is this is it. This is what I was looking for. And that night they had a baptism. And guess what? I, I signed up. Sign me up, man. I got baptized that night. And I gave a little testimony. This time there was a microphone in front of the little baptism tub. And I, 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 I said a real quick, you know, I've never been to a Christian church. And last night I got saved for the first time. And now I'm going to get baptized. And I'm doing it. And I was just happy to do it. And that was uh, February 26, 2005 when that happened. And the next few months were kind of weird for me. You know, I had I had a girlfriend. I had, you know, uh, some very sinful friends that didn't really accept my new lifestyle change. And I had to change everything up, man. I had to. And I told them, I want you to come to church. But not everyone was excited to come. In fact, like nobody came. <laughs> and so my girlfriend tried and her parents exploded on her saying like, what's wrong with you? This, you know, you're a Catholic and why is Robert all weird now? And, you know, and her and I eventually broke up and, and, you know, she went her way. I went my way. And I, you know, I just like, yeah, I moved on. And I, I just felt, I mean, I, at that point, it didn't, nothing mattered. All that mattered is I wanted to live for God. And, um, it's not that I like hated my friends all of a sudden or despised them. No, I, I wanted them to come. I just didn't want to. And it was something I felt like, dude, you, you got to want this. If you don't want this, I can't force it. I wanted this and now I'm doing it. So that's, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to live for God. You know, I, do, do I know what that means? Absolutely not. But I'm going to keep going to church and trying to figure it out. And that's when I learned what religion was and what relationship with Jesus Christ was. It became something very real to me because I was convinced that me going to this Christian church was me being religious, but it felt different. And when I started to listen to these sermons and I started to go to a Bible study, I got involved in a ministry. I started to do all these things. All of a sudden, I started to, it, it became clear to me. It's, and this is a big one. It's something as simple as, you know, wearing a cross around my neck. And I asked him, is that okay? And the, the pastor, the, the assistant pastor was there. He's a very good friend of mine today. But at the time, I, you know, I, I just met him for the first time. And he told me and my sister, well, that's called idolatry. I didn't know what that was. And it's a, guess what? It's a commandment of the Bible to not have idols or graven images is what it says and you can find it in exodus 20 read it yourself the first 10 10 or 20 verses of exodus 20 and um anyway the, that's what the 10 commandments are and i learned that idolatry was was the crosses and all this this nonsense like and uh that's not where that's not where you find god they're not in the images they're not in the saint this or saint they're not in the roman candles and all that stuff that i i grew up thinking that's where the power of god was it was inside all this stuff and when you wore it you were like holy you're it was you representing like oh yeah i'm this is me living for god and what i learned was like no that's those that's all religious stuff man that's religious artifacts and and you know religious talk but a genuine lifestyle change means i'm gonna repent and i'm no longer gonna live this way i'm gonna change my life for god because 
God died for me, so now I'm going to live for him. And I saw that in this church and in these people. And I realized all of a sudden that I don't want to be religious. I want to have a relationship with Jesus is what I want. And I started to read my Bible and and just start doing the steps I needed to do to, to get closer to God. And not everybody understands that. And even though today I'm so fixated on this lifestyle and it's who I am now and it's what I do for, I mean, it's my life. It's my lifestyle. It's it's what represents who I am as a person now. I don't associate myself with everyone who calls themselves Christian um, because the religious world is, is just being honest, is pretty corrupt. And that's why I don't like religion. And... Um, some people can call themselves Christian and guess what says it in the Bible even that people will say Lord this and Lord that and God this and lift their hands and act like they're living for God but God knows their heart and that's the difference we look at the outside as people we look at you know the appearance and the voice and the verbiage and the jargon and we're paying so much attention to to the outside where God looks at the inside and he's genuinely looking at our heart and when you read your Bible you learn the heart is naturally wicked and these are all things that I gained over time I gained what's called revelations you know which is the idea of like learning something that God teaches you personally and by reading your Bible and praying and doing all these things it starts to become real. And I, I've seen people leave this as well. It's called backsliding. When they decide to go back to their sinful lives after getting saved and saying prayers of repentance and living for Jesus, but they don't change. They go back to their life or maybe they did it for years. They're living clean and then they go right back into things. And they'll say things like, I tried that. It doesn't work. Well, the... <laughs> The Bible says to continue without ceasing, meaning like you don't stop. And when people say they tried it, what they're really saying is I quit. I stopped and they they decided to give up. And I've learned that over time when I when I talk to people and if I end up in like spiritual debates or nonsense, which I, I usually try to steer away from, but when I see it happen, I, I can have a conversation with these people and be like, no, man, you quit. It's not that God gave up on you. It's that you gave up on God and you don't want to admit that. And that's your choice. We have the free freedom of choice. We have free will. God gave us that. But understand, don't try to hate me because I'm trying to live for God because you feel guilty about it. That's that's you. That's not my problem. That's that's your problem you need to figure that out don't blame christians for trying to live their life the way that god intended us to that's that's why should we be ridiculed for that you know and and but that's the world we live in and a lot of it comes down to people feeling guilty and shameful and not wanting to feel that way and i know that feeling i didn't want to feel guilty or shameful and I even thought to myself at times, would it have been better if I just never got 
you know, saved. It wouldn't have been better if I just never learned about God. But then I would have to be replacing the life that God gave me for, you know, a life, an ignorant life, lack of knowledge of what God can do for me. And I met my wife in the church. I've had my kids and they've, they, I've, you know, I pray for them every night. I look at the family God has given me that I do not deserve. And I look at all the things that God has, and not just things like my house or my cars or money. You know, I look at the dignity and self-respect that God has given me that I never had, that I felt like was stripped from me as a little boy. And I look at my life and I, I can see that it was molded by God. And because of that, I'm sticking around. And I have no problem admitting this is not because of me. This is because of God. And the only reason I can stick around the way I am is not because of religion. It's because of a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because I made a decision so many years ago that I'm going to live for God from now on. Am I going to mess up? Sure. Are things going to happen? Am I going to be tempted? Sure. Are there going to be times where I need help? Absolutely. But that doesn't mean I, I can just let myself give up. I'm going to keep on moving. And anybody who is confronted with this has a choice to make. And people don't like that. They don't want to make the choice. They want to just keep living the way they are and, and, you know, in freedom per se without feeling guilty or shameful or anything. But those people are missing out on tremendous blessing that God has in store and already ready for them. Never played an instrument before I got saved and God has put me in so many bands and I've played in so many cities and I've literally you know, been on stages, not because of me and who I am, but because of ministry. And, and, you know, even my job today, I credit to ministry and to the church and to what God put in me. Like, I don't own my life. I've given it to God so that I can be able to partake what he has for me. And that's what I want for anybody listening now. That's that can be yours. It's not just meant to be for specific people. You read it in the Bible in the Old Testament. Sure, that's how it started. And guess where it ended? It changed when Jesus came down and went on the cross. That was the whole point. That's when he killed religion. And he nailed religion to that cross and said, this is no more. It's now about relationship and lifestyle. Anybody can have it. It doesn't matter who you are, your race, doesn't matter your ethnicity your nationality the color of your skin it doesn't matter none of that matters anybody who is a living breathing person can have salvation through christ if they choose to